2: Uh-huh. body snatch up, keep up Cthulhu again I got ya. Hard enough that I could chew a whole bag of rocks to an avenue, yeah. to an off street and off block, they turn around and do the same damn thing to a soloist. Cuz Reggie Noble's piss I trust the whole brain frame. Cuz you couldn't maintain the funk, the heavy yeah. rap style for lunch, jump. Cuz '92 I take a whole crew, Give them a punch to the funk, Not all of them go too loose. I'll show you what type of stuff I'm on. You can't puff or sniff it because I was born with it. The Bondele Devil hit you with the rap level of ten, the one, two, pen I get action, so everybody jump. With your up, looking like the way the sound pump it in your back. Talk and let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than too pop straight out of Jersey. You heard me, my brother. I'm laughing. <laughs> time, time, time for some practice. Time, like time for some time for some, like That's time, time, for some like Let's get ready to rumble. Shout out to Jersey Zone, Reggie Noble, aka Red Men, helping us usher in that time of year, folks. Yes rumble is upon us this sunday packing up the trunk gassing up the car our first stop on the road to wrestlemania but before we get to all of that which we will momentarily greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome back to pod is war pod is War was is brought to you by the good folks at chair radio network in conjunction with
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
3: Conjunction Junction, what's your function?
2: Well, your function needs to be getting on your internet or your interwebs and going to ProRustsAndTees.com forward slash TheChairShot and picking up an official ChairShot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody, especially this time of the season. This is what makes your blood pump and boil and get excited this is why you're a fan this time of year this is why you're a fan so why not confirm that fandom by going to your favorite website for news reviews opinion and analysis and showing us some love by going to pro forward slash the chair shot we've got something for everybody we've got save tag team wrestling jesus did the job hashtag journalism star wars Apparently there's now a Star Wars shirt on the ChairShot Radio no, we network. Don't. Now, we
3: don't
4: have, no, we don't have Star Wars. I was about Wars. to say, I think we can get sued for that. Let's not
3: say that. Strike that from the record! We have war War, war stores on, on ChairShot Radio. War stores. Oh, war stores, yes. It's like space bowls, merchandising. It's wonderful. <laughs> I Y'all don't think we, the man. we can't do that either, I don't think.
2: Hey man, it might be there, it might not, but you don't know. Maybe we can
3: get Greg Berg to comb the desert.
4: <laughs> yeah, because we can't get Chris to do it. <laughs> no, no, y- 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 I'm going to be like the
2: brother out there with the pig. You're like, what do you see? We ain't seen shit!
3: <laughs> Surrounded by assholes.
2: It might be there, it might not be there, but you won't know unless you go to ProRustsandTees.com forward slash chair shot. And if it's not there, I guarantee you, you're going to see something you like. So show us a little bit of love. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. You've already heard my cohorts here. We've got Mr. Andrew Bellaz and of course the commissioner himself, PC Tunny. Hola, me
3: llamo PC Tunny. Como estas?
4: And it, it's nice to know that, uh, Redman is also straight out of jersey another another great from the great state and no, i can't even say that with a straight face no we're not gonna go there but i, I do always love how older rap songs tend to put the year into the lyrics it always helps me remember when i was done what album to go to so there we go 92 man that's
2: awesome i mean Redman, shaquille o'neal whitney houston Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Who am I forgetting? Like Y'all y'all have a nice little legacy, man. I'm, I'm forgetting somebody, I'm sure. Yeah,
4: and then we have Bon Jovi and My Chemical Romance. And, hey, yeah,
2: I forgot yeah. Bon Jovi was from Jersey. What's wrong yeah, with Bon nice Jovi?
4: Legacy. Never was really a big fan. They have a couple songs, but, like, it's just, yeah. That's, kinda, of, that's how I feel my,
3: about Bruce Springsteen.
4: I feel less enthusiastic about Bruce Springsteen. That's why I didn't even mention him. <laughs>
2: really it how did I forget the boss god damn because when
4: you say the boss you think the s word and I don't mean Springsteen yeah
2: Springsteen (laughs) (laughs) he's a whole ass legend in these streets I can't believe I forgot Bruce Springsteen man shout out to the boss man the other boss
4: (laughs) the other boss the older
2: boss (laughs) he made songs for the working man I thought y'all would dig Bruce man
4: nah nah not really. Right. Maybe in the yeah. 70s, but like that's like 50 years ago now. It's not. <laughs> I'm,
3: well aware. I I'm, I'm, like, well. I'm well aware of the country in, with, in which I was born. Well aware. Really? I mean, I'm more a fan of the, the song I was born in East L.A. <laughs>
4: hey, but you know, at least he's always interesting with how he's born because most whoa. people learn how to walk first, but not whoa, him.
2: Whoa. Whoa, I'm I'm burying the lead here. I totally forgot, my man, the one, the only, Mr. Francis Sinatra, Hobogan, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's where I Y'all thought know you. Were... I that's Frank. where I thought you were going. I, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I
2: totally forgot,
4: man. I When just you got said to
3: talking and running
4: my mouth, with this shit. Yeah. You just associate him with New York because you know that's just where everybody no, goes. To.
2: yeah, because I'm not going to disrespect Frank, man. Yes, Hobogan. Yes.
3: Since you're such a big fan, do you do you have a picture of Frank anywhere in your home?
2: Now I feel like I have to. I, I don't as of now, but I will now, motherfucker, since you're trying to play me.
3: I do. I'm <laughs> looking right at it right now. You, you have at? a picture of Frank. I got Frank, I got uh Dean, I got Joey, and I got Sammy all standing around a pool table surrounded by a black Look. surrounded by a black frame.
2: What's wrong? You couldn't find Peter?
3: Well, Paul, he was with Paul and Mary.
2: Shut up! You don't know who I'm talking about. Peter
3: Lofton. Dude, he's, I mean, the he's, he's, the he's a Black. Joey Bishop. That's obscure enough. I'm like, telling you who I got this... in the picture.
2: I know. I'm trying to play you because you try to play me.
3: That's fair. That's the game.
2: That's how it works. Shout out to the Rat Pack, though. Seriously, great music, man. If y'all, I'm serious, man. That that whole '50s era with the crooners. Them motherfuckers could sing, man. And they would have, like, live orchestras in the studio with them and stuff like that while they were recording. Not just the Rat Pack, man. All them. Mel Torme, Robert Goulet, Nat King Cole, Bing. fucking uh, Bing Crosby. Well, I don't really fuck with Bing. He, was, on, he, he, he was in it's Blackface so some <laughs> in Blackface, some of them early that movies. He's in Blackface in some of them early movies. That was
4: a different time. Ah,
2: fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>
4: White Christmas, my ass. Suck my dick. Um, (laughs) Hey, Black Christmas is a movie. It's also a horror movie. There's something to be said there. Yell about them. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh,
2: you're trying
4: to (laughs) get off
2: y'all motherfuckers. Okay. Yeah. Nah, I'm on y'all next. How long have we known each other? (laughs) Although I bury black shit with his whack, too, man. You got to give me that. True. Fair.
1: True, you do.
3: You yeah, like yeah, the bar- you're you're, 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 a, you're an equal opportunity barrier.
1: Yeah, I piss
2: everybody off at some point. In time. If yeah. you know me, you're, I'm going to piss you off at some point. In time it just happens.
4: That's why we all get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of how the show works too. Somebody offends somebody, we usually offend everybody, and then we come back for the next week. Oh, yeah. you,
3: oh you think that's right? You think that's how it works? Fuck you.
4: Pretty much that's how that's well, how right, it
2: that's, works. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. Before all right. We I'm start, okay though, yeah, before we get to topic one, man, I have to ask right quick, man. You're all bundled up, you got your little scarf on, you got your jacket on, like are you having some some financial difficulties, man? I, oh, I feel no, like we've
4: been... there's a difference right there.
2: I, so the heat's not on in your house right now. It's
4: very low. I have it on like sixty. So it's that's still not kinda cheap. That's, that's not right. even heat. It's probably like thirty two where you are right
3: that's now. That's right. No, that's where I keep my heat. I keep it at about sixty one, sixty two. Really? Yeah. Mhm. I mean, in the winter time, because y'all stay in
2: cold ass states, man. You don't yeah, ever it's about, get up. It's by, about, it's about you know, so you can feel toasty in your home.
3: I feel fine.
2: You're also wearing a hoodie and three shirts.
3: I am wearing two shirts and a hoodie. And I have close. That's the worst part. <laughs> and I have sweatpants. And I have sweatpants, socks, and moccasins on. Like, here's my shoes on right now. These are my moccasins.
1: I mean, you're still pretty
3: toasty. I'm fine. I feel fine. Why? What's the <laughs> difference? I mean, in the summer when it's 90 degrees outside, I keep it inside. to keep it about 75.
2: I well, a the little bag. colder than that. But yeah.
3: Yeah, Why? I'll, when you I'll walk in the from beach. 90, it could go 80, and it would feel the same. You're just getting rid of the humidity. What's the difference?
2: Well, I see Andrew's breath right now on camera. That's why I'm picking with him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay, well, it. <laughs> it's
3: because
4: the house is old and drafty,
3: and that's the next thing I have to fix. I, I don't have to focus think that's on the true. roof before.
4: If you've been listening to a couple episodes, you
3: know that. So the windows are next. As much as the people would love, well, you know what? We're going to continue to pick on each other in the next first topic, anyway. So why don't you? Uh, yeah, that's true. Anything left to say here as we open up this? You know, close up this opening montage, I should say.
2: No, we need to hurry up before we lose viewers. Let's just get to topic one.
3: I don't even know if we have any viewers to start with.
4: <laughs> should, and it's audio.
3: <laughs> I was taking a pause so they could laugh. <laughs> Sunday Sunday really suck and now I am it real sad fuck you Andrew I don't want to hear this all right whatever what, we'll what do don't I... you want to hear oh, you know what down. happened just you
4: saw it happen whatever. it's beautiful yeah, it's beautiful because Brady Brady has to come up with Listen, his own ideas
3: can I tell you something I'm gonna tell you something right now you, you got five uh-huh. mi- you got five what? minutes go
4: Well okay,
2: well, okay. It's it's wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
3: Hold on. All hold on. Hold right. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just set the goddamn table. No, you're cutting into Andrew's forward, five dude, minutes. Okay? You got four and a half minutes now. There's no table necessary to set. I'm that not even aware like, a what. Okay, fine. Four Bye, minutes. You, on yeah. the four okay. minutes. Oh, no.
4: what, what? you You, you got to set the table. Tony's a Packers fan, a very salty, curmudgeon Packers fan. And I am a Bucks fan. And it's just wonderful how we got the old-ass motherfucking goat who has to create his own little stories, his own little things. Like, we know everybody was talking that shit about how Breeze had a bad game. That's why they lost. They still... St- Scored 20 points. Okay, maybe not you, Tony, but everybody else. So, you know what Brady had to do? Brady had to not only prove that he still got it in the first half. Then he had to throw three interceptions and be a complete pile of shit in the second half and still win the game just to prove that he's better than Breeze because he can throw three interceptions and win a fucking game too. It was beautiful. Between no calls, bad calls, bad field goals, blown coverages because apparently white people is slow, and then, come on. We all know that really was pass interference. He was tugging on his shirt like it was flag football, but you know, I I, I will acquiesce a little bit that if that wasn't called all game, it shouldn't have been called there. But,
3: will you? Will you at least uh, give me it's, the it's f- nice. give me this one though? Give me this one though. Alan Lazard's jersey gets pulled off his shoulder pads on Aaron Rodgers' interception.
4: It wasn't that egregious that it looked like it was visibly moving when you actually looked at the replay? He obviously did. He gave it a tug and that slowed him down a half a step, but it also wasn't like a th- like two feet of undershirt that he grabbed twice. I, didn't, so, I wasn't
3: arguing about that.
4: No, 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 no. I admit you're right, there was grabbing and that should have been pass interference, but there was a little more subtlety to that than there was on basically playing tug of war with a guy trying to run a route. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, it's just nice. I'm just happy, you know, because I I low-balled expectations. Everybody was bringing up the whole, oh, well, Brady's going to bring a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, all the Super Bowl hype, Super Bowler bust. I was just happy to get 10 wins in a playoff. And then I think we got 11 wins in the playoffs and now we're up to 14 wins, and we're in the Super Bowl, and we're the first team ever to host the Super Bowl. So, and it's also the first time that the last two winning Super Bowl quarterbacks are facing each other in the the subsequent Super Bowl where that actually makes sense, you know, chronologically. So, it's, it's nice. You get baby Gronk against original Gronk. You get the goat versus the kid to reference the three-man weave title, which I liked. And it's just it's just so many nice stories and we just gotta see if the GOAT got it one more time but good god, it's it's exciting because I didn't really expect this and I don't think most people did but it was fun it's fun, I'm sorry sorry for your loss, Tony, in in the uh, post-mortem of the Packers in their 2020 season but at (laughs) least he's MVP right? At least you got that pew pew I'll
3: I'll be brief, I'm happy for you Andrew you're You're good. Good for you. Um. I won't (laughs) see see when you don't win all the time. This is this is how you act. Do you know what I'm saying? If we would have won, this would have been. And I say we, but if the Packers would have won, there wouldn't have been a gloat session here. It would have been. It would have. But you guys would have thought I was an asshole for not gloating. That's what would have happened. Anyway i'm happy for you andrew literally and you know that considering what happened like seconds after the game was over right remember what happened okay we can keep that between us but i'm just saying i'm i'm happy i I hope you guys win for you literally like i don't know any um kansas city chiefs fans so i won't be rooting for the chiefs i'll be rooting for the buccaneers because the balaz brothers are very very good friends of mine Platt, i'm sorry we cut you off i just had to get the hurt over with i apologize i didn't want you to set it up and make it hurt even worse because you're really good at setting things up so go ahead
2: no i got nothing you do actually know a kansas city chiefs fan you remember my good friend danny hardcore Hubman? he's a chiefs ah. fan so okay so there you go so you know i'm just saying you know one but um yeah, congratulations, Andrew. Shit, you know I didn't see it coming. So <laughs> I'm happy for you as well, man. Congratulations. Live it up. Enjoy it. And I mean, hell, y'all got a punch of chance, man. You got Brady there. Who knows, man? Strange things happen. Well, one of hell, the hell if uh, one of the if tackles Jimmy G for Jimmy completed. Oh, and yeah, and the and their the, their their tackle is out for the season. He tore his ACL. So I mean. Yeah, something could happen. I mean, you got two weeks to prepare. I don't know how good – I still don't know how good Bruce Arians is as a coach, but you're there. You got to be in it to win it. And, hell, if if Jimmy G could have threw a competent ball to Emmanuel Sanders last year, the 49ers would have won that game. So anything could happen.
4: You also got to wonder – it doesn't even matter how good of a coach Arians is because he put – he kind of fucked himself this past week, I think, because that that comment he made of – Sometimes I let Brady coach and do his own thing, and that's that. That's the problem is New England didn't let him coach, so he basically just said that this is all Brady, really. Like, like all the all the changes, it's Brady. Brady coaches. Brady makes things happen. How, like. Doesn't that just discredit the work if whatever amount of work he put in, or like his standing on things as a coach? I don't think we really know
3: exactly. They tell you what they want to tell you. They let you think what you want them,
4: what they want you to think. It's a weird perspective, though, to say that, though.
2: No, I mean an NFL head coach is basically like a CEO of a company. There's a lot of stuff that gets delegated. The buck stops there, pun intended. But there's a lot of stuff that gets delicate. I mean, hell, they have 86 coaches on these staffs, man. They, you think they have a personal relationship with every single player that comes in that locker room? Of and course you know not. What? It's
4: impossible. 86 coaches or not, it still took just one Tom Brady to make them go from 7-9 and nine to now they're hosting a Super Bowl. Oh, so,
2: Jesus. You're already just, insufferable, and we still I'm got another week. I'm just
4: saying, so Brady, gets, Brady should get a little more credit, I think, and I just I don't know what that says about Arians, but Hopefully he's lucky and he gets a ring out of out of this, and then he can at least put that on his uh, mantle. And his, what are you his talking resume. about? Brady's Arians, getting all Arians. the credit. Brady's getting all the credit. The only I know reason he that's, I'm knows... just saying, hopefully Arians gets it because that'd be you know just good for him as a feather in the cap. But the no,
2: only it's... reason we even know who Bruce Arians is is because he wore Kangos during the games in Arizona, so we thought he was cool. That's the only reason why we know who the fuck he is. Fuck out of here. Tom so getting all the credit, man, and well deserved. Yeah, it was like a it was like a seeing a pitcher that you know can't hit ninety five anymore on his fastball, so he's got a little more guts and and wit and guile about him. You know what I mean on the on the Kenny Rogers side of the game. PC, you're a you're a baseball guy. You remember Kenny Rogers, right? The little crafty left hander yes. that played for like eighty six years.
3: Yeah, he played for yeah Texas Rangers most notably. I think he had a twenty game season. Yeah, yeah. I also remember Kenny Rogers Roasters. I mean, that chicken was delicious.
2: Oh, goddamn. Now I'm going to have to hear about that because they had those in Peoria, too, and I didn't even know that was a thing. I was
3: talking about Seinfeld.
2: uh, No, they actually had them in Peoria. Funny story, though. So Amber's grandmother has a picture with DDP, and Goldberg at Kenny Rogers Roasters. I can't remember if she worked there or if her sister worked there. But she, you know, when we were when we went to our first WrestleMania, she was talking to her grandmother and she said, "You mean DDP and them?" And then she sent the picture. and I'm like, "Okay, you got Goldberg next to you, but it's DDP and them." That that was just funny to me. That's good. Okay, cool. I
4: like it.
3: I'm sorry I'm working over here while you guys are supposed to be talking and you're looking back at me like I'm supposed to jump in. Where's Andrew?
4: I'm right here. I was just supposed to gloat. I think I did okay with that. You know, we're the, the least winningest, the most losingest, however you want to word that, football franchise in the NFL history, so... It's nice that we can get there. And it you... also would be nice if we win it. Then we can be a bunch of shitters with the worst winning percentage in the, in the league, yet we still have two chips to our name. So that'd be nice.
3: How are you going to feel if you lose?
4: I mean, it's not much different. Like it, it's, a, it's a little deflating, you know, getting hyped up this much. But it, as a Bucks fan, I already said worst winning percentage in NFL history in the whole league. So losing is something we're accustomed to
2: Bruh Bullshit I still I'm still thinking About that Rashard Higgins play when when He dove for the end zone and it was A touchback and that was two weeks ago
4: Okay yeah well you Guys just have a bunch of bad beats but you guys Did have a decent run you had Some competent teams here or there And you know you haven't Made the playoffs or whatever in what 18 years since but like before That the Browns were at least reputable And you know, even though a lot of the championships came before colored television, like you know, it was Word. still a, it, it was still a, you know, Otto Graham was the shit. What can I say, man? <laughs> it's...
2: To to be fair, man, the the '80s Browns were basically the equivalent of these new Aaron Rodgers millennial Packers, because they, I mean, they made, I mean, the Browns made four AFC Championship games in the '90s and just couldn't get over the hump. Let's, so I uh, I think I there's a parallel you know, once
3: there. once again we like pre-show Donovan McNabb now Browns and Kozar I don't know where championships no, no, come no, from no, no, with no. those let's the not do this the equation was the no, fact that no. Rodgers and McNabb no, no, have the same championship record we're gonna move on no no we're not going there we're, we're gonna move on Brian uh, Rodgers has a Super Bowl and three MVPs and he's one of the five best quarterbacks of all time and possibly the most talented quarterback of all time there's not really much else to say about that. Folks, I want to let you know that I'm going to have Kenny Killer and Just Jesse on Chair Shot Radio Sunday morning to preview the Royal Rumble. Let's go to a commercial and we'll be right back.
0: This is your boy, Brian Kenny Seipen's Killer telling really. you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
2: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, let's
4: get ready to rumble! Get, get, get
0: ready, 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 to
2: rumble! <laughs> you ready for this?
3: Are indeed ready to rumble. I don't know why Platt's face is making that look happen above his offended. neck. That's the above best his neck. Word. But you never <laughs> heard that. You never heard jock jams before. What's your deal? Yo, I understand
2: that it is Rumble Week and the Rumble is this Sunday. But we're burying the lead. I mean, the biggest story that happened in wrestling this week was not the Royal Rumble yet, and still, topic two. We're talking about the Rumble. I'm a little perplexed. So. Bear with me for that. We're having a production meeting live on air right now, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening. I'm a little perplexed, but go ahead. Set it oh. up. Set the tape. we here now. Shit, fuck it.
3: Well, let me tell you what happened. You guys decided to fuck up the real order in burying the lead by going to let Andrew gloat for fucking 20 minutes about the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl when we already knew that. Uh-huh. So then I got confused because I didn't fix my little thingy over here on the goddamn sheet, okay? So we're just going to leave this in and um
2: yeah, yeah you fucked my whole shit up because I've, I've got dark horses and I've got actual rum, rumble winners and it, my dark horses aren't going to make a lot of sense because we're not talking about what topic 2 was supposed to be so it's like we're going to be doubling back at this particular point in time but we're here now Andrew so, the rumble let's talk about why it why should you visit the chairshot.com the chairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude <laughs> Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always
3: use your head. Gentlemen, Vince McMahon decided to sell the rights to the WWE Network. To the v <laughs> So he just
4: pulled the Omaha or a Scary Ninja or whatever it is. He
3: <laughs> New York Bozo. New York Bozo.
4: <laughs> God damn it,
2: Donald. Maybe you've never heard that one
3: all right go ahead Platt. no 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 go ahead man set it up please
4: it up. you're doing a good job i you're couldn't I, you.
3: yeah i couldn't i couldn't do anymore It's
4: good comedy
3: nah go ahead you guys got this it's
4: top-notch comedy <laughs>
3: it was we just roll with the punches come on we all know we're gonna be switching over it's to peacock kind of doesn't. Oh, oh yeah unfortunately So
2: the wwe sold the wwe network to nbc universal comcast and their streaming service known as peacock now
3: right. i'm, I'm strip, right?
4: for five yes. years now for seven dollars
3: oh,
4: yes. oh yes so, so, billion dollars i
2: love god <laughs> damn it stop talking i just got one more thing to say then i'm gonna throw it to y'all man because i got questions i got questions so is this
4: you had answers though. So. I don't have
2: any goddamn answers. That's our title. So <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so it's, no, I can't do goddamn. It five, So is it 5 years 200 million a year which would be a billion is that what was that no. what it is?
3: Yeah. I thought it was over 5 200 over 5. Oh well, no, it is it a year. 200 every year. Oh yeah, that's right it was. It was a billion that's dollar what, deal. Yeah. Another billion dollar deal. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: know, right? oh, not a not
1: <laughs>
3: When you started doing that, I had that. I'm like, I'm going to encourage this, and I can I can run it right into it. It'll be perfect. Well, this is the greatest
2: time as any to bring up the fact that uh, Tim Mylon got popped for distributing cocaine and then went and snitched on his uh, co-defendants.
3: So and then and thirty, and, the and, 30 and, like and thirty years later, he's made multiple movies. Being Santa Claus made billions of dollars at the box office and had two hit so sitcoms. You can't tell me, Santa Claus is a crackhead. So that guy in the alleyway that dresses. How up the every fuck year, do you think he delivers? How do you think he delivers presents to kids in twenty-four hours all over the world?
2: Dude, oh. oh, oh, Santa is definitely performance enhanced. Come on, that's <laughs> that goes without saying. Come on now, yeah.
4: Come on. I thought that was just,
3: yeah, give it. Those candy canes aren't peppermint and sugar.
4: Mm -hmm. All right. So, since enhancing performance is what we're on right now, you can go into your diatribe about WWE and how this is really nice as a way to just enhance their, their market, enhance their. Their viewer base, even though everybody on the IWC doesn't think so and still thinks this the project is poopy and Vince is out of touch and Vince is a billion dollars out of touch. So, uh,
3: yeah, but dude, but dude, but dude, but dude, but dude, AEW is whooping NXT in the ratings, dude. So, how do you take that? I mean, who's really, really winning here? I mean, so what? Oh my Vince God. Is, so what? Vince has got like TNA, five, five billion thing, dollars. I mean, Tony Connors with shit, it's, man. It's, it's the same thing though, dude, because
4: TNA beat their third brand and their third brand was ECW man and yeah like it's the same thing man TNA 2010 AEW right now it's it's on the rise man
2: so WWE just secured another billion so they don't give two shits about what you think about the current product point blank period this Andrew though this is part this is phase two of the great American cash out and I talked about it a few years ago on these very airwaves, how phase one was them putting Titan Towers up for sale. So that lets me know sooner rather than later, WWE was positioning themselves to cash out. I think Vince realizes he's old now and he can't do this shit forever and he's going to make as much as he can and get the fuck up out of the game. Now, granted, the Titan Tower sale, I'm sure that was uh, adversely affected by COVID. Lord knows how that's going, but this is phase two of that particular plan.
4: I'm not arguing with you that that's salient enough. Like, I I could neither confirm nor deny. I just know that the WWE just made a billion fucking dollars.
2: (laughs) Yes, and they're getting about the game, man. I mean, I could see a scenario in which Steph, the kids, I'm just going to say the kids, and I include Triple H when I say the kids, where they're the public faces of the company, kind of how Dana White is. After they after the Pratita sold UFC to um, William Morris Endeavors, but yeah, I could see somebody. I don't know if it's Comcast. I don't know if it's Disney. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I could let, definitely see them selling this sooner rather than
3: later. So let's ask the real question here then. Let's actually let's be let's be POTUS War for for five minutes here. Like, Aww, we're, we're all, yeah, do you too. know you know the the good the the like the truly essence of POTUS War here does wwe turn into wcw after vince mcmahon sells and no longer has his hands in the pot i mean what kind of control is left over for whoever's in charge i mean it's someone else's company now it's a it's a it's a corporation's company now it's not one man telling a story to people it's a corporation about making money now if that
4: happens well i mean it's it's been like it doesn't wcw
2: yeah, it's, it's been like that for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Now, n- once they sell, I don't know what that means long-term for the wrestling industry, and I think that's where you're trying to go with this. But, I mean, this shit hasn't been wrestling for a while. And it's funny, because I see a lot of people online talking about how, ooh, well, is not a wrestling company, it's a content creator. Motherfucker, I've been saying that shit for five years, blow me. <laughs> Listen to me! Listen to me! Hear me, goddammit! Everything that everybody's saying now is the same shit i've been saying for years just nobody paid me any fucking attention but I, it, I you know i i don't know what that means for the wrestling company could it go the way of rollerball yeah i could see that you know without the mcmahon's at the helm I, I could certainly see that or even shit the even horse racing nobody really gives a shit about horse racing except for rich white people that are that can afford horses but yeah so i i could certainly see that but I could see a scenario where Stephanie keeps doing what she does because she's really good on the public relations side of the game. Perhaps you let Triple H be in charge of creative and actually do the the storylines and the day-to-day minutia with the wrestling company and then similar to what they're doing right now. They have the they brought in these outside wrestling people that kind of help run the business standpoint and, or aspect of the business. I could see that. I see Comcast or Disney or whomever putting their own people in, in at the helm of that particular thing. And then, of course, they'll find something for Shane to do. I don't know what, but they'll Jump find something off, for him something to do. Cool. Yeah, they'll figure it out.
4: But, yeah, I mean, like I, like I kind of said before you you took off, was just, it's going to become Star Wars. Like, you know, George Lucas has had his qualms about the last trilogy and other things because he sold the rights and it's not his baby anymore. So it's not what he would have done, quote unquote, whiny, whiny, whiny. And it's going to be the same thing, especially since this whole quarantine has pointed out that you can do cinematic wrestling and make it not completely ridiculous like the Bray Wyatt or like the Lucha Underground stuff where Brian Cage isn't going to shatter someone's skull and kill a detective and then have a normal wrestling match the day after against somebody's like mutant monster brother like it doesn't have to be so telenovela and it still can be compelling and still kind of use the wrestling to get through the soap opera dramedy sitcom kind of things and I think that's where we're headed. You know, especially with Sasha getting her Disney in with you know Star Wars and all of their stuff, and will be you know Cena's been commercials everywhere, even though his movies kind of suck. Rock is the Rock, and he obviously still has another tie back to WWE with buying XFL, so there's there's still going to be some tethers there, and you know he could make a, an appearance at Mania in the next year or so, whenever you know people can be there, so his star power can be used correctly, and. I could really just see you know a lot of cinematic a lot of Lucha underground style where it's more soap opera driven and it's gonna be you know the tribal island or the tribal chief and his kingdom or some shit like that you can actually build a whole story a whole show around Roman Reigns becoming a tribal chief so to speak and just you know beating the hell out of people or you know tying it into the Fast and Furious somehow or some shit like that you know what I mean and that's probably what WWE is going to become, just pure entertainment with less and less wrestling, kind of as they've trended the last 20 years anyway.
2: And it kind of scares me that you brought that up, and I agree with you, but it scares me because we all love the Attitude Era, clearly. But a lot of the sins and and missteps that they made in the Attitude Era, they're coming back now 20 years later, like you said, to bite them in the ass at this particular point in time. So what is the industry going to look like Twenty years from now, will it still be around? Or and, and maybe I misspoke when I say a roller derby. Maybe more like ice capades or some shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I I don't know what the future holds for the industry. I'm not mad at the McMahons if they want to cash out, which I think that's where we're heading. I'm obviously how can I get mad at that? Get the money while the getting is good. And I know that Vince isn't gonna have no boss. Vince hasn't had boss for fifty years, so he sure shit isn't gonna have one now that he's on the back nine. But if they you know cash out and Vince can just go down to Florida and tan and lift weights or whatever the fuck he does yeah I I see a scenario in which that can happen but as far as what this means for the industry overall I don't think we're going to see the ramifications for another 20 years and people think I'm crazy when I project shit like that but yeah I I don't know what this industry looks like in 20 years and that's kind of scary especially as we get more and more into this new world where you you gotta not you gotta walk on eggshells, but there's only so far because you see it in the current product. There are certain places they try to push the envelope as much as they possibly can, but there's only so much that they can push the envelope because of the fear of the backlash. So, and at the end of the day, this is guys cutting themselves with razor blades and getting hit in the head with chairs. I don't know how much more sanitized it could be.
4: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if wrestling itself doesn't inherently change that much in the next 20 years, but the end goal is different. Where if WWE removes themselves as instead of the best wrestling or the the number one wrestling promotion, and they're just an entertainment hub, and it just so happens that you get to act in those shows because of professional wrestling, we need, you know... Foreign wrestling and AEWs and Impacts and ROHs and MLWs to kind of keep, you know, breeding talent, so to speak, and keep that going so people have somewhere to learn and then go up to. And it's, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking because, you know, Lucha Libre, actual like Mexican wrestling, that's steeped in a whole different level of history. That's not going to go anywhere because. That means something more to Mexican fans than it does to American fans. Japanese wrestling means more to Japanese fans than it does to Western fans. So I think we just might see WWE, I don't know, moving the, the concept of what professional wrestling is from an American perspective into sports, entertainment, and less, less on the wrestling side and more on the entertainment side.
2: So on a personal level here, because the the sale, I believe it, it goes final in March. Is that correct? That's when every the, the move actually yeah, happens. I believe sure it's March. Right. Yeah. So there's they've announced that there's gonna be two different tiers. There's the the lower tier, which is gonna be four ninety nine a month, but it also comes with commercials. Now you can also pay the uh, higher tier, which is nine ninety nine a month, and it's commercial free. Now I have Xfinity Comcast cable in my household right now, so I get the Peacock app for free because of that. What am I gonna have to pay? Or am I gonna be able to get this shit for free? How's, how's this gonna affect me? Because i could use that extra buck 20 a month hell that extra buck 20 a year that i'm paying on wd wwe network shit maybe i'll get a brazos account or some shit like that
4: or or
2: or maybe i'll get a or or maybe I'll, I'll invest into the sunday nfl ticket or i'll get league pass finally like there's some things i could do with that extra buck 20 if i'm gonna be able to save it
3: do you already have <clears throat> so you pay for peacock already you said
2: no I have well I mean technically yes, but it's rolled into the cable because my cable is Xfinity which is Comcast so I get the I, I'm paying for peacock but technically I get it for free if that makes sense.
3: Well then you'll have WWE network on Peacock and you should have it without commercials so it's going to be 499 with commercials to have the WWE network and it'll be 999 just like it is right now and you'll get WW network and peacock so if you're a WWE network subscriber, you should be happy because they're gonna migrate you over. And your password or everything is going to get an email, and, and it's just going to be that quick and easy. And you're going to not only get the WWE net- network like it was, you're also going to get everything Peacock offers at that ten dollar uh, tier. So that I, thought that I read
4: breakfast. something where they're migrating you over at
3: the five dollar tier. Well, then you so can you and you can and, you can and you can jump user. up back up to the nine ninety nine. Of course, yes. Yeah, so, so it's the same. Making sure, we're clear on how right, the information right. is Right like basically it's if you're you're paying you're gonna you're gonna pay the same price so and you're gonna I'm, get i'm still and,
2: paying 10 bucks a month no yeah.
3: you're you're oh. not you're not
4: well it might be built into his bills
3: no 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 if he's getting cable. nobody are you paying ten dollars a month for peacock on your cable bill
2: no, I get Peacock because I have Xfinity. Then you're but fine. Are they going to make me pay the 9 Why would they?
3: No, they wouldn't. Your account is just going to, they're going to ask you to make a new account with that, and you're going to say no. And then you're going to leave it because you're already on Peacock.
2: So I'm not going to have to pay $10. Because I don't want the commercials, man. I'd
4: rather pay the $9.99 Chris, and not have commercials. That's Chris, what I'm saying.
3: I'm not trying to be mean right now, but think about it.
4: You shouldn't have to, but you do want to make sure to check to see whatever the base package of Peacock that comes with Xfinity is, because then you may might be have to pay. $5. Okay,
3: you might have to pay five dollars to get rid of the commercials.
4: Correct. That that's the only thing you might
2: have to do. That, that's what I'm saying because I watch. But the I, don't, now I don't. I don't see that happen. Commercials.
3: Okay, well, so then you probably have the five dollar okay, well, version. Yes. well, then maybe you don't even have Peacock right now because Peacock right now for free you can watch a lot of stuff with commercials. What? You can get Peacock for free And you can go and watch a lot of different stuff With commercials
4: That's what the fuck I just said man But I have You might just be getting it for free and might not actually be subscribed to the service
2: No I have Peacock because I have Xfinity Comcast which is NBC So it comes into the package
3: Which means it's like you have Disney When you have Verizon and things of that nature So you should have all the benefits of the WWE network With
4: it If it's 5 or 10 is dependent upon how you watch it and what happens. I don't know and I don't know if that information even available at the moment. Okay, so but what I'm saying is I can't
3: access. I can't see you if you're getting the service mm-hmm. I can't see you having to pay the full tier, maybe only the extra $5 to get rid of the commercials.
4: That, I, I agree with that logic.
2: So maybe we get some Sunday NFL ticket or oh some uh, League Pass action in this bitch.
3: Yippity! Five bucks there a month? Go. Say it again? For five bucks a month?
2: bro. I got an extra... Well, okay, five bucks a month. I'm not doing the math. I'm just going to say, theoretically, if I have an extra buck 20 a year to play with, that's probably where it's going to go, one of those two services.
4: Well, that's so only yeah, 10 so bucks if, a month. If though. you don't repay, then you'll have the buck 20. If you have to do the $5 upgrade, then you have 60 bucks
2: to pay. I'll have 60, which, I mean, all right, whatever. Because, I mean, I, I just... Uh, yeah, but I get sick of trying to wh- find the Browns every single Sunday through nefarious means, man. It, it's a hassle sometimes cuz some know, of the streams it's the don't Browns work. There're no
4: bucks, right? You know.
2: Shut up. Wow, How many bucks games? Oh, it's worst. top, but never mind. I was about
4: to <laughs> say <many Bucks> <laughs> see.
3: <laughs> All right, we're, gonna, we're let's try this again.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Let's
4: get ready to rumble. Get, get, get ready, ready,
0: ready, ready to
1: rumble. Y'all
3: ready for this? All right, because I'm not going to edit this podcast, as you all already know, if you're listening, that is the second time you've heard that. But who gives a shit? We're approaching the greatest pay-per-view in the history of mankind, the one everybody looks forward to the most. I don't give a shit who Russell, you are. already happened. What are you talking about? Nobody is listening to what Andrew Blaz is to see right now, <laughs> especially considering the fact that
4: I butt chug salt water all the time. And that he hey, doesn't lockdown go. Lockdown hasn't been a show in a couple years either, so
3: I'm really confused. What are you talking about? And let me just Queen's Gambit Andrew right now and checkmate his ass. I don't know no, of no, any. I use the Sicilian Defense. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, here we go with this one. <laughs> Try this one on the Tunny Time Defense. I don't know. I don't. I don't know of any other pay per view you have gone to a party to every single year that I've known you. So let's start there. Yeah. Yep, fair enough. Checkmate, Tony. Winner, winner. Winner, winner, winner. winner <laughs> stuffed pork chop dinner. That's how I like the roll. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> it is
2: the Royal and up. Boom goes the dynamite. Go what, ahead, Sonny.
3: What's wrong with stuffed pork chops? Well, I don't
4: that's eat pork, what's wrong with stuffed pork chops. Oh, well, that's right. You don't eat pork, though. You don't fucks with that. But, you know, pork chops are good. If pork you don't like de- pork,
2: pork chops are delicious. But go ahead, Sonny.
3: Applesauce? Oh yes, nah. yeah. What? Nah, nah. gravy. Oh.
0: oh, and we're Ooh, Andrew.
3: Okay, gravy. Okay. Good. Too. Yeah, that's good yeah, too. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but We are no. listening to someone, Andrew, that doesn't eat pork. And... Anyway, the Royal Rumble, gentlemen. Do we see, <laughs> do we see any big comebacks this this weekend at the Royal Rumble? What are your thoughts? I know we're looking forward to it. Regardless, it's probably the greatest concept of all time in professional wrestling. Shout out to Pat Patterson the man, the myth, the legend who left us earlier, um, in this, in this COVID stricken time, let's get back up though. Royal rumble thoughts, gentlemen, I'm going to kick it over to you. I'm sorry. I've been a little Pat Patterson pontification there.
2: Hey, no need to apologize when pontificating upon Pat Patterson. You see that? Yeah. Andrew, I I got a list, man. You want to go first though? But I got a list. I got a list. Plural.
4: No, 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 I'm I'm interested in this list since he's not editing it and you had that whole rant you just made the list. things weren't going to make sense. Thank you. Okay, yeah, cool. so I'm, I'm curious where this is going because, you know, if you have to make callbacks to the uh, previous question, then uh, I, I'd like to hear that first.
2: All right, so I'm going to start with the ladies' rumble because ladies' first and I'm a gentleman and shit. And I love you just this. made the list! That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with the ladies, man. So I'm going to start with my dark horses for the women's Royal Rumble, if you will. (laughs) Taya Valkyrie. She She has presumably wrapped up with Impact. We know her husband's in the E. I've heard rumblings that maybe she's going over there. We don't know. But what better way to make a big Impact, pun intended, than coming in And winning the women's royal rumble do you have any thoughts on that
4: oh i agree with you completely because she's she's a little too big for nxt and i mean that with her personality her star where it reaches from lucha underground mexico and impact and the tie to morrison so it would make too much sense just to tie her in with ms and morrison and not do the nxt run for a year or whatever do you, do she you doesn't have need it. do you
3: have like the handheld notepad where you can just flip the pages over like in your hand you're just like flip flip. you should have one of those that's what i, I see you with the handheld notepad and the, the pen or pencil in your ear and you got the flip and then no
4: or you just need an old school blackberry with the stylus and do it that way
3: no Yes. Yeah, see that's exact i told you andrew i told you i knew it i knew it
2: now these are on my phone to be fair Plus oh, Taya is bigger than like 87% Of the entire male roster of NXT But that's neither here nor there <laughs> Another Dark Horse Just throwing it out there We haven't heard her name a lot lately But you know she is going to pop up In one of the big two in this country Inevitably right She's like Thanos It's She's inevitable Which is Tessa Blanchard <laughs>
4: I'm not mad at that. And if if that works with the Taya thing, then they could always kind of re-spark the Impact feud as just an easy thing for them to get into that people are aware of. So, I like it. I like it.
2: Number three. The delicious Rhea Ripley. Dark Horse. (laughs) I I don't see her
4: winning, but she'll be involved, yes. Yeah, she's been
2: treading water down at NXT for the greater part of the past year I I don't think they have anything really for her to do and I could see her making a big splash and coming in and
3: maybe winning the Rumble some people we converse with have a strong feeling that Rhea Ripley is going to be the one winning the Rumble
2: well there we go see so I'm not tripping last and certainly not least on my list of dark horses the man Becky Lynch Would you shut the hell up? I'm just saying, I I know she's probably still nursing and stuff like that, but, I mean, the baby's, what, a month or two old at this particular point in time? It's not like they're traveling on...
4: It's, it's a little it's, early
2: It's not like they're traveling on the road right now I mean now. even shitty
4: office ahead. jobs Give like you know the, the maternity leave Of at least three months you know And they are supposed to go like right before your due
3: date Basically so There's no chance it's, in hell that Becky Lynch will be at the Royal Rumble you, Now uh, the funny thing is Is like the way you think about Becky Lynch Might be at the Royal Rumble is the way I think Seth Rollins may be at the Royal Rumble like there's no chance. Oh, well, yeah. There is there is zero chance in any realm of any uh, being existence that Becky Lynch shows up at the Royal Rumble. In my opinion.
2: Hence, twice said dark horse. So we're just throwing it out there. So I mean, my, my no, like
3: neighbors. it's. I mean, this is like uh, non-existent. This is not even a horse because there's nothing. To, there's no shape or form. There's not a mane. There's not a There's no. 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 There no. There's go. no. There's no shape. No form. There's no name for it. There's nothing. It's like slim and and no chance they left town or whatever that joke is. And then it's like worse than that times infinity well had
2: you taken the time to put notes in your phone concerning the rumble we humor you too but you didn't so i had to delete, i had out. to
3: delete the notes app in my phone to download the next <laughs> update <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind there's only three possible winners for this royal rumble not the dark horses of course bianca belair she's going to be the leader in the clubhouse for obvious reasons we've been thinking that for a while her and Sasha at Mania makes a whole lot of sense, and I, I think she's got to be the front runner at this particular point
4: in time. I was expecting you to rattle off the other two, and then we'd go from there. Well, oh, oh, man, it's not an exact
2: science, okay? I'm throwing Charlotte Flair out there.
4: Well, she's I can gonna see win. her winning
2: this rumble. It's, yeah, she will. it's
4: Charlotte. Yeah, it's yeah. Charlotte. yeah, yeah.
2: Which which i'm not mad at that with her and oscar revisiting their match at what was it 33 i thought that was the best match on the card a lot of people thought it was the kurt angle ronda versus triple h and stephanie but you know as in terms of no it's it's not gonna it's gonna be charlotte and
4: alexa it's not gonna
3: be charlotte and oscar it's gonna be charlotte and alexa Nah, I, yeah,
2: okay, whatever. You you you're entitled to your opinion, and you're entitled to be. I'm marked. gonna mark the up so I
3: can play this for like a year and a half after April.
2: Fair enough. And I'm also gonna throw Bailey out there as a possible winner. And listen, I know the feud in her and Sasha it's probably played out, and it probably behooves everybody to keep them far apart as possible for the foreseeable future. But maybe they run it back they're going to have fans in Tampa this time around. Maybe they want those two to get their WrestleMania moment. And I, you can't say they didn't earn it because they did the Lord's work during this pandemic. So I could see a scenario where they want those two women to go out there, get 15, 20 minutes to shine and, and do their thing in front of audiences, just kind of as a reward for the work that they've done throughout this pandemic.
4: I could, I could see some of that. Like I, I definitely really like Bianca as a possible winner. Bailey, I'm not sold on. And Charlotte, I don't, I, th- I think where I'm headed, even though when you mentioned it, I like Rhea because I think she's going to be in there because her losing to Raquel Gonzalez kind of insinuates very heavily. She's going to get the move up and it it works to, you know, introduce her in the rumble and have her be one of the eliminators or the old diesel kind of clear the ring kind of role. So I like that. I just feel like Charlotte's going to be her obstacle first because Charlotte was the thing that kind of kept her down. So I feel like Charlotte's eliminating her, but I would really like to see Kairi Sane as a dark horse entrant because she still has a WWE contract. She's supposed to be a, you know, like a, a Japanese ambassador for WWE, whatever, and she was hinting towards being in a ring with her gear again. And the pirate princess, they're going back to the pirate ship. It almost works out too perfectly for Kyrie to come in the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then have her one-on-one with Asuka that everybody felt she deserved. So I, I feel like that's going to be a big feel-good for the IWC kind of match because I think Vince sees that there was something with them and Vince see you know he obviously saw something in Kyrie because she was never buried she just got hurt cuz she's small. Asuka has been one of the shining lights of the COVID era. So I could definitely see uh, the era or not the era but the angle where Charlotte and Rhea split off into a singles thing and then Asuka and Kyrie you know they're they're the title match at Mania. So I guess that would mean Asuka and Charlotte would drop it to, what, Naya and Shayna at Rumble, because I think that that's what the match is, which I'm fine, because Nia and Shayna are a good team. So I, I'd i like that to be where they go with all of that. And I guess you also have to throw Lacey Evans in there, as she could possibly make more waves than people want her to or expect her to, because that's, that's a weird fucking angle. But it, it's yeah. probably going to get top booking somewhere eventually
2: yeah and i i can see rick why he wants buns and he certainly has a type and she certainly fits the type but uh Lacey's not, not unattractive but i mean it's rick flair nobody's gonna boo rick flair at this point in time that's impossible so charlotte's sure. supposed to be the face and rick is the heel that just doesn't compute to me but they never knew what they were doing with charlotte anyway she was you know they i, I yeah i don't even know what her character is supposed to be at this time and but you're you're um you're um your assertion with Kyrie saying because even uh asuka's been on record saying that she wanted that match and it never yeah. happened so yeah it's not outside the realm of possibilities that's fair so uh moving on to the men's side uh do you have any male dark horses that sounds weird
4: yeah that kind of does it's a little, a little <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean edge already declared so he's not really a dark horse or a surprise they have to have at least one surprise in there somewhere CM Punk feels like the layup just because he's kind of hinted people said he got back in the ring before COVID or like right around when it started under the mask and I think around Tony's area if I remember correctly and it's just you just want her to come back I see did Tony Acero join the podcast is that what that was I totally forgot
3: (laughs) my my uh... (laughs) <laughs> no, 20th 0, definitely not joining the <laughs> podcast that I've been on. Um, but yes, on the Bandwagon Nerds, my early predictions were um, CM Punk and AJ Lee.
4: I mean, that, I that, mean, I'm doing
3: I'm doing like 18 shows this week, so I had to start there.
4: No, that that's fair because Punk is like one I could see. I don't think Rock is coming back in a Rumble type thing. I guess if they do Drew's match before the Rumble, you could see Goldberg go in there and try to challenge Roman, because I've I've seen people float that idea around, but that just, that seems weird and redundant. I don't know, like, Dark Horse is weird, because everybody's in a weird spot, but a part of me would love it if, uh, what the fuck is AJ Styles' bodyguards name? Osmos, or whatever his name is? Almost, O-L-O-S. If O-L-O-S. Almost, yeah. If he got a fucking entry in there, and then he ends up eliminating everybody, including AJ or something like that, I think that'd oh, be that's cool. Oh, that's so, great.
3: So I put out a poll, and I said, who would you most like to see return at the Rumble? And I put out Booker T, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, or The Rock. Now, I had Brock Lesnar, Punk, and Rock in mind. And I know recently in the back of my brain, I remember hearing that Booker T said, I'll get in shape for enough money to come back and, and return. Because wouldn't you rather see Booker T over Goldberg or even Sting? I mean, but here's what the, that's, that's a topic for another day. Uh, but here's how the poll looks. 44% said Punk, 28%, Brock, 19 Rock, 9 booker
2: so let me i'm, I'm gonna do my darkest doors is here you you stepped on it a little bit but that's okay i'm recover. i'm gonna go no nah, no worries i'm gonna go least interesting to uh most provocative so we'll get biggie out the way as a dark horse they've kind of been moving him and I, I thought that maybe around this time he would be ready for that spot but th- it's kind of a slow burn with him right now so i don't think that's gonna happen but hence i put it in the dark horse category bobby lashley gotta throw that out there and and i'm listening to you you wrestling pundits every week week in and week out y'all say he's the most protected man in wwe but i hear the disdain in your voice about it. i hear the little undertones you're not slick okay you can suck my dick you're not slick he should be the most protected man in wwe and he should have been the most protected man in wwe and had he been the most protected man in wwe from his time that he came back you could make some money off of him right now. He could have had big money matches with Brock, with McIntyre, with Keith Lee, with Roman Reigns, maybe in a John Cena. Like, you could be making money off this guy right now had you protected him from the moment he walked back through those doors. But that's neither here nor
3: there. Mental note. A conversation for another day. Not to shit on what you're saying, but just to explore that further.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, write that down. Put it in your bed. Now, now here's the sexier picks. So I'm going to start with Brock because I, I, you know, that that was on there as a as a possible dark horse. Maybe you want Drew to get his win in front of people so he can celebrate and have his actual WrestleMania moment. We don't know what's going on with Brock right now. There is going to be people there. Perhaps you want to make a splash because it's going to be the first mania on Peacock and he's a huge name. So maybe you back the Brinks truck up to Canada or Nova Scotia or the North Pole or wherever the fuck he's living right now (laughs) and you go and you grab Brock Lesnar to come in that spot. Here's my Dark Horses of Dark Horses and frankly the more I think about it, I actually think he's going to win. John Cena.
3: Why not? He'd be perfect opponent for Drew McIntyre.
2: I'm thinking Roman Reigns but we're on the same page. Number one, you got to know he's going to wrestle there again it's the first wrestlemania on peacock you got to pull out the biggest names you possibly have access to if we're assuming that Dwayne's not going to wrestle at this mania which i think that's a good i I think that's a fair assumption at this particular point in time Mm -hmm. john got that palatial estate down there in tampa the crib is right down the street from raymond james stadium He's going to be at Mania in some capacity, and I'm assuming wrestling. And the biggest match that you have access to is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And you can build it up. It's the heir apparent. It's the same thing as the Super Bowl. It's the heir apparent versus the old guard. And you can hype up the, oh, he's going to break Ric Flair's
3: record, the whole 17 title thing. Well, you can go back to the old promo of John Cena saying, if you do your job, I wouldn't have to be around anymore. Well, John Cena. Well, John Cena. I don't need you to be around anymore I don't know what the fuck you're talking about the first time So yeah, I like it, I like that even more That's a, I love that I love that
2: And the more, more I think about it, I think that's What's going to happen here Because I'll bet dollars and donuts, man At some point in time I don't know. during that 30-man injury We're going to hear, go ahead
3: I don't know that he needs to win the Royal Rumble to have that Match, though But I love jo- I love John Cena Of Roman Reigns That's a that, That's night two That's Perfect. I love it. Book
2: it. And yeah, the more I think about it, the more I can. One of those 30 men in the Rumble, we just hear. He could cost.
3: (inaudible) He could cost uh, Jey Uso being. He could throw him out of the Rumble, and then that could start the whole rivalry and him not winning the Rumble
2: so these are my my four favorites in descending order i gotta throw keith lee out there because they clearly see something in keith lee so i I gotta Mm -hmm. throw that out there you know that's number four though nakamura they did something with nakamura for a reason you know what i mean they that gauntlet match they know that those basically those gauntlet matches are designed to get people over and they they see that now so the reason the they had him last as long as they did in the gauntlet for a reason. Now maybe it's just the throwaway at, at the March pay-per-view and it means nothing and he just gets his throwaway match versus Roman but he's on the radar. Daniel Bryan. That's a hell of a juicy ass storyline too and they've been teasing and, and kind of flirting with that Roman Reigns storyline for years now. You remember when the Roman thing and or uh, Eric Rowan thing where they dropped the shit on Roman and we all thought it was going to lead to brian and and daniel i think it was it not royal rumble i think it was Summerslam, whatever but they've been teasing that for a while even more recently and that's a sexy matchup too and there's a lot of meat on that bone that you could explore but I, i i think the odds on favorite at this point has to be sheamus they've been teasing this program with him and drew mcintyre for months now you know it's going to be a good match. They're friends, so they have no compulsions of beating the holy hell out of each other in front of WrestleMania. And WWE has always been higher on Sheamus than everybody else. I love Sheamus. I think he's awesome. But they've always seen him in that top guy category, and they've always kind of booked him in that vein. So I, I, I could see them going McIntyre and Sheamus to do mania.
4: I don't, I don't hate it. I also don't think that they need him to win. Because, just like you said, they're friends. They could build in a storyline reason to kind of have Sheamus get the shot anyway. If Well, God damn it, boss. Somebody got to win the fucking Rumble. I know, done. but I'm just saying the SmackDown <laughs> side probably makes more sense for people just taking shots at the Chief, which I do like your, your Cena one. That makes a lot more sense, and I think that's good given the Peacock ramifications and the fact that there'd probably be people and yada, yada, yada. So... Scene is, scene is good, CM Punk will be good Daniel Bryan I like a lot especially because this is also Supposed to be like his last year Or something I think So I think WWE Is going to try to do right by him and give him Kind of matches to check Off of his dream match bucket list type thing So It's going to be interesting I, I'm not nearly as strong On many of them as you are But Rumble's always fun And just like Tony said it, it's a party that I always go to, even though COVID is growing that up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, did I at least make
2: compelling cases for why I said what I said?
3: No, you were horrible. We might yeah, replace you. you. We, might, re- we might replace you next week. Yeah. Just to be I honest know. with you, with Ray. No, with with Spork <laughs> with the with the, with Sporky from uh, Toy Story Four. Oh, nice! I like
2: Sporky. He's got a lot of personality. He's if going you gonna replace. If you're gonna replace me, you at least got to get another black guy.
3: Oh, it's a, it's yeah, it's not the and, actual one. It's the, it's a black spark. And you, you only got yeah, access it, to the three. It, Taco and Bell I give out black sports. It's okay.
4: Don't worry about it.
2: Well, you only got access to the three, and I don't think Kenny's coming on. So that's only two left. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean. We are, hey. we are covering more NFL. We are covering more NFLs, so you may just not be needed anymore. Hey, there we go, boom!
2: <laughs> They're like, no, uh oh, that's not true. That's that one guy I had study hall with in high school.
3: I did have <laughs> well, study hall Spanish. with that guy in high school. How did you know that?
2: Every year, though, I say this, man, and I throw it out there, man. It's just, it's a jewel, just for y'all, man get together about 20 30 of your friends you probably get together about 30 40 of your friends right now and just do a big ass zoom call cuz nobody's doing in-house mania's right now everybody put up zoom. yeah everybody put up 5 to 10 dollars and you, you you draw three names out the hat and whatever numbers that you draw those are the wrestlers that you get in the rumble and then whomever's wrestler that has that corresponding number that wins the rumble you win the pot it's a fun game and if you're a degenerate
4: gambler, you'll certainly dig it. And it adds a layer of intrigue to the rumble. I, do, yeah, I you do that at the parties I go to, but it's more fun in person. In a Zoom call, that's yeah. a little, little dorky. No offense. I, I,
2: I, no, I get that, but we are doing everything through Zoom now. But it's fun because you know the five, four, three, two, one. You're, you're, you know, you're really excited. So like, if Cena or Drew McIntyre comes out, you're like, oh hell yeah. But then if it's like Our Truth or or the Right to Censor or some shit, you're like, oh, this is some bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's fun.
4: You're like, no, why? He did it for the rock. No, not now. I did it for you. Just eliminate yourself. (laughs) All
3: right, gentlemen, let's take a break. We'll come right back. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little Undertaker. it's almost apropos a new school take on the undertaker's music if you will undertaker uh took the time to have a conversation with joe rogan and shit literally hit the fan with a lot of people on some of his comments i was privileged enough to have a conversation with sin Bodhi. you can check that out on the chairshot.com chairshot radio coming up this weekend we talked a lot about that and we talked a lot about the reaction um, from different generations of people so gentlemen us being pretty close in the same age what are your thoughts on Taker's comments? The reaction to Taker's comments? And were they taken in the right context?
4: Chris, you start this. You start this.
2: I just... I-, I was hoping you were going to start so I could pull up some of the quotes. But I can go ahead. I, can I pull mean, up we don't even and... need
4: to quote. Like, how are we surprised? He was brought up in the 80s. He was stretched by Buzz Sawyer. He, w- he was taken for two grand, and then the dude fled town on him. And he got his ass beat by Bruiser Brody in one of his first legit matches. So, like, this this is a whole different version of Dude. And it- a lot of these stories aren't even stories we've never heard. You know, like, we knew about the Brody match. We knew about how, you know... He kind of was in the beginning with the mean Mark Callis kind of thing. Sure, maybe we didn't know he got his first job because he looked like David Von Erich or whichever one Fritz said he reminded him of. But like Fritz, not Fred. Fritz. I' pretty sure I said Fritz, but I may not have. I'm
2: pretty sure you said Fred. But go on.
4: Fred? Who's Fred? This is YouTube air. in like 2007. <laughs> There's no Fred. This isn't like a Nickelodeon show. Anyway, so not the point. I mean, the fact that he calls the, the locker room soft, the fact that he likes men's like men's men, men's men, whatever the hell you want to really call it. That's, that makes sense. That's the old seventies, eighties kind of mentality of what a wrestler is. Like when he talked about getting his ass kicked and stiffed by Brody, because he like palmed him too hard in the face when he was pushing off. Like he said, I deserve that. And he, you know, afterwards he took his beating, came back and said, thank you. And then that earned him respect. People don't do that nowadays. People are soft. If you stiff them, they'll cry, you know. And it's it's not just wrestling. It's that in general with society, people can't take any kind of verbal jab or an insinuation, much less a physical altercation. And I think a lot of people that got offended got a, felt attacked from the words because this is a softer generation of human of American of generally speaking person. So like, I don't know. People just don't like being told they're a bitch. And, uh, when you get that offended, you know, it's true. <laughs> so I-,
2: I pulled up a couple of quotes and if you haven't listened to the podcast, I suggest you listen to it. If you are a wrestling fan or a taker fan, cause maybe the casual they probably wouldn't be interested in it but as a wrestling fan I I found the conversation fascinating especially when he was talking about all his different injuries and stuff like that and when he brought up how he almost lost his eye like his eye was hanging on literally by a thread by like a a thin piece of skin because I mean we because we all knew that he broke both his orbital bones that's Mm. why he, he was a phantom of the opera taker yes but I didn't know to what extent I still I like the,
4: the Brock comment he made, where the the doctor found him broken neck, but that was an old broken neck that apparently he didn't know about because he was taking the medication or whatever to just get through it. So he broke his fucking neck, God knows how long, before they fa- thought he fucking broke his neck. Like that—that's good shit. I mean, Kurt Angle made a whole living off of that.
2: Yeah, and it, I mean, it was a fascinating conversation. Was it as good as the Steve Austin podcast? No. But, I mean, that's two peers chopping it up. You know, that's like uh, Magic and Larry chopping it up on a podcast. So, of course, that's going to be a little more in- entertaining, and they're going to get a little more insider baseball. Because I don't think Rogan is much of a, a wrestling fan. I think he respects what they do, but, you know, he's never come across to me as a as a wrestling fan, which is why he Before had that you weird dude on there. you continue with your
4: quotes, because I think you watch more Joe Rogan than I do, who was the dweeb that he had kind of chiming in with his own little takes on wrestling facts, or, like, when he was talking about, like, when Rogan asked him, like, if he's the longest to ever do it, and Taker was kind of trying to back off, like, I don't know if I'm the longest, and then the guy, yeah, no, no, he's definitely the longest, because he threw people off cages, and he fell off cages, (laughs) and people don't do the same thing he does, so most people quit, like, 10, 15 years before he did, I'm like, you sound like the biggest fucking doofus dork fucking mark who are you why are you here and why are people listening to you and not us
2: well he, he's a comedian and he's on the show from time to time but like I was saying I think he was he's there to dork, kind of bridge though. the gap but but he was there to bridge the gap because he did have some knowledge of wrestling at least from a fan's perspective and I don't think Rogan's a big wrestling guy so yeah, that's why he, he was he's there. that
4: type of fan that still plays with and collects his figures though it's my point he's plus, got his little they're... plastic fucking WWE ring that he still sets up his mania card as his fantasy booking
2: <laughs> but plus they're friends so if if one of you guys told me that you were interviewing Undertaker you can bet it sure shit stinks I'm gonna be on that melon farmer so you know yeah, same, but at same least but of you're thing. not
4: a dweeb that's fair so <laughs> just
2: to read a couple of the comments that we talked about earlier so this one this is talking about how the locker room has changed throughout the years <clears throat> and I quote you go into a dressing room nowadays and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room and all I saw were some crusty fucking men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Shit got handled back then. Now, you walk in, these guys are playing video games and making sure they look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just prefer those eras, man. I liked when men were men. So it's funny that he says that the locker room is looking to be pretty because, I mean, throughout his career as Undertaker, man, it's Mellon Farmer put on more makeup than a, a, a Russian whorehouse. Oh, So that, that was kind of funny.
4: It, gotta, to make it is look what it is. It is what it is. not pretty. You know, that's a different application. And Costume, the video, makeup, and being cute and is the, one thing.
2: And then the video games, I mean, tech, that's just technology, man. Back in the day, they played cards and dominoes. If they had video games like that and the technology was that accessible, it would have been dudes in the locker room playing video games as well. But let me just read one more comment, man, and then we'll, we'll go on there. And you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier. You, he said, uh, the product has changed so much, it's kind of soft. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. To the young guys, it's probably, oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. Bullshit. <laughs> I just think the product did is a little soft. There are guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty. Not enough substance right now. And I'm not saying he's wrong in his assertions, but this happens in every generation every generation looks at the past generation and thinks they're a little softer or thinks it was better back in the day this is no different than that I don't understand why this caused such a outrage on the internet because there were some other things that he said during this podcast that you know they hit my ears wrong they were a little dog whistly but I, of course he feels like that you brought it up of course he feels like that it's just a different generation and it, it is what it is
4: you know what I think just just ruminating on this a little bit, why people got so butthurt about the comments is because it validates what Jim Cornette has kind of made his his living off of the last few years when he's been doing the podcast. Yeah, say it, Tony. Oh, oh, because I said Fuck Jim
3: Cornette!
4: I saw it. I saw it coming. But yeah. So I think that's why. Like, everybody wants to hate Cornette because he just hates on the young bucks and the flippy shit and the new style, and it's not the way it used to be. And everybody had this mystique about The Undertaker and still loved The Undertaker because of how old school he was with protecting the character, protecting the business, kind of still being the phenom, the attraction. And then when the man who acts the way that basically Cornette says people should act says very similar things to what Cornette says people want to sh- act offended and shocked because wait i like you 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 shouldn't be thinking what the bad person says you should agree with me that it's okay in evolution and this is it's different but it's all right because everybody's different and everyone's special kind of thing now now some things are fucking stupid now some things need to go back to the way they used to be it won't especially not in wwe for reasons we brought up in the second topic when we talked about peacock and how they're kind of going away from wrestling is even something that they like to put in their branding and they're more sports entertainment and they're going to turn into a a soap opera very literally just cinematic 100 percent most likely down the line so it's it's a different world it's a different brand it's a different product but you can't say it's not soft like, you, I get your point about like every previous generation says the same thing about the new generation, but there aren't many things where you can look at and say that the game hasn't gotten softer. You know, like yeah. basketball, the NBA has gotten softer over the last 50, 10, 15 years. NFL's gotten softer because, you know, now you can't touch people. You can't hit quarterbacks certain way without a flag. Like, it's just rules are put into place to make everything safer, which makes it as fucked up as this is to say, it's boring because it's safer.
3: It's the exponential expansion of connection between people and the ability to consume whatever you want all the time. That's what it is. I don't it's, disagree with it's that. It's all about consumption. That's what it's about. Well, yes. it's the about, world is getting smaller because it's, about, it's branching out. Right, and, and, and it's... The, the wrestling business can't survive the way it did in its golden era, however old you are and whatever you perceive that to be, the 70s, 80s, 90s attitude era, it's your golden era. But never again will anything live like that because the introduction of social media and the overall connectivity of cell phones and everything else is, you know, the internet and and global connectivity, it's dominating every aspect of your life, whether you like it or not.
2: No, I, I agree with you man and you know we've had these conversations ad nauseum on these airways. and I talk about how yes the TV ratings don't matter like they used to clearly they don't because WWE just keep pulling billions out their ass with a beat but at the same point in time they're indicative of the fact that less people are watching wrestling than ever have in this country and a lot of it does have to do because entertainment is so fragmented and there's so many options out there that's true I mean if you like to watch Ducks fucking you can go to fuckaduck.com and you got a whole
4: fucking... I'm not
3: sure that's true.
4: You got a whole fucking... Not, Google it. You got just in case. No, no. Bing it just in case because
3: Google might safe search you. You bing it on your IP address.
4: But you, you got a whole Fuckaduck. fucking... Net, doing
2: but you got a whole fucking
3: <laughs> network of people that new you can converse with. No matter how small, you know what I mean, or minute that, that community might be. Andrew, you if you get on there... Go to the career links and just ask them if they want to, like, you know, sponsor us or anything.
4: So you're gonna watch fucking ducks. Because so yeah, for money, I understand what you're saying.
3: Because for money, we'll promote fuckingduck.com.
4: Oh yeah, we'll do most things for money. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. But I mean, you know, there's certain things about this new product that I
4: like more than the nah, old product. Site can't be reached. It's not a thing
3: much like most Shut of your up. passwords on by the way folks go to pro WrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot <laughs> try any of yeah, the infant in yeah fuck a duck yeah try any <laughs> of the infinitesimal passwords that christopher platt likes to lay on you that's pro wrestling Com forward slash the chair shot and,
2: and ironically enough you all you both are proving my point right now you're like literally taking my words fucking literally and not understanding the context in which what the fuck I'm saying because you know what the fuck I'm saying don't act like you know what the fuck I'm saying you just gonna get on here and try to bury me fuck you both that's why it's cold in your houses and your walls are gonna get ready to crack so good luck with that okay try to patch that shit up because that shit ain't cheap okay so fuck you both for that but
4: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> That's just a good call back to the Home Improvement song. There we go. So like, it's been a weird kind of topic. There we go. Uh, but, but yeah, not, like you're, you're not wrong necessarily with your assessment. I th- you might be a little off with less people are watching because people have so many different ways to consume the media now. That between illegal streaming, co streaming, the apps, and got Hulu, this, that, the other thing, because. I don't know if they still do, because you know it's WWE, so I don't follow it as closely as I do almost anything else. I don't know if they still do the abbreviated version on Hulu for Raw and SmackDown, and if they do other things like that. So there, there's ways that people are consuming the the product that just aren't watching it from 8 to 11 on cable, because this isn't 1992 anymore and every time
2: we bring this up you say that exact same thing and I say the exact same thing that I'm getting ready to say right now I'm not talking about in terms of ratings or how people consume content I'm talking about when you go outside granted we ain't been able to go outside for a year but when you go outside and you talk to other people they don't know who these melon farmers are, man. Like back in the day, even if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew who Hulk Hogan was. You knew who Macho Man was. You knew who Ric Flair and you know, Dusty was. Okay, fine. Him. You
3: know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? You know who, rock rock was. Was. You knew who Stone Cold was? No, you know what I'm going to do? You know listen. It, you know who listen. Last stop, stop, they stop. Knew who listen. Was, was John Cena. This is That's what I'm going to do. Farmer. They knew who it was. Listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to print out a picture of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go into work tomorrow and I'm going to show people <laughs> Honey, that's a good good reference, I think. And, and I'm going to ask him, w- who would you pay to watch? No, no, no. That's not
2: what I said. What I said was they don't know who these melon farmers are. They Here's, knew the, the last melon farmer they knew who was, who he was was
4: John Cena. And clearly Jericho. because is our he age. By Everyone within our age group, within a couple years, whichever way you want to look at it, will, of course, be like, oh, yeah, All right, I love I'm going to put it to
3: you this way. Man, I'm going to. Hogan. Talk to some fucking teenagers now and see if they know. I'm going to do my... Stop. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking to teenagers, man. They don't know
2: who these melon Farmers
3: are. Listen. Stop. Stop. Listen. Listen. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to... Stop. Stop. (laughs) Gentlemen. (laughs) Gentlemen, I'm going to do my job right now. I'm going to do my job literally right now. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to close out this conversation. But what you're talking about is the reason why WWE... Has a championship match with this man in it come January. And we'll be right back after this. Why should you visit thechairshot.com?
2: Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fans. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Holy shit, I'm missing.
3: All right, gentlemen, we brought up the question, what is the better bringer backer? I thought that would be the best, uh, you know, way to describe it. It's an adverb. It's an adjective. It's a verb. It's a bringer backer. It's one who does something and is described by something at the same time. Is that hyphenated or is it one word or two words? How does that work? I don't have time for that crap right now. Goldberg and Sting, (laughs) which one is the better bringer backer? Oh
2: that's an I'm, easy answer. Cobra I'm I'm still tripping off the fact that you said and you away and you said okay this man is gonna be challenging for the title this weekend and then you played my voice. Do I have a title match this weekend?
3: Is that know. happening? That's up to Amber. Did, that's up to Amber if she f- let you challenge for the belt.
2: Why the fuck didn't anybody let me know? I might have did some sit
3: ups. No, you, you wouldn't know. Just you like me. Me and you are the playing same playing person. I ain't working out anymore either. Come what? on now. You would have looked in the mirror and done a couple flexes and been like, "Yeah, I look good. But it's okay. I'll be fine." What am I really well, going to do in not, a what am I really going to do in a week?
2: <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, I did win the 2016 Rumble because I was ne- technically I was never eliminated.
4: There you go. So you're so
2: you're I, on that Curtis Axel side of the game right there. I do have a title match coming and at some particular point in time. I just didn't know it was this Sunday. God damn, I would have did something, maybe ate a salad, took a jog. You,
4: Come on, man. you still
2: got
3: good yes. day. Start yes. jogging, bitch. So folks, back <laughs> let's let's dial back to where he said he would have prepared. The only things he would have done was eat a salad Yo, or go. gone for a jog. So let's not feel so bad here. I think I think that that might be a new title. Pot is war. A salad went for a jog. So
4: to answer the initial question posed, it's gotta be Goldberg. Like Sting hasn't moved the needle for shit. Like, when he first showed up there was nine hundred thousand people or nine hundred and ninety, whatever the fucking number was. And then it even advertised, so you can't even say it was because of Sting. Then the next week it went down. And the next week it went down. And the next week it was maybe a little up, but still stagnant in that like high midish mid-ish, like eight hundred thousand. So when he's not moving the needle up and the needle is going down you really can't say he's doing shit whereas Goldberg be it by hook or by crook good good or bad publicity or you know flaming or you know love from 1998 fucking WCW people pay attention when his name is said so it, Goldberg has to be the bigger draw out of these two
2: Oh, it's not even close, and I'm not even talking about in terms of draws, because I'm I'm just you know the way I. I mean, pose right
4: now for this no, situation. No, no,
2: no. I, being... I, I, I know what you're saying. I was going somewhere though, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. But I mean, in terms of who you want to see wrestle, I mean, bruh, Sting is sixty, bruh. and he's got a bad neck, and yeah. you know you're you're a Christian Sting, so it's not like. You know, it's not like you're 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 blowing money on on you, you out here fucking these hoes. It, it, it's not like you got a blow problem. I've never heard about any sting palimony suits or anything like that. I'm sure you got plenty of money. I don't know what you are spending on, but you you don't seem to have those types of vices. You're clearly not a gym rat anymore because you look about as <laughs> yeah. <you, you know. laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. To quote uh, the late great Tupac Shakur, man, when it comes to sting and I guess. Chris Jericho would fit into this mode as well. He had a song talking about niggas looking like Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see you wrestle. I love you. I think you're an icon. I wish you went to WWE when you were still spry, but it is what it is. I don't want to see you wrestle because I don't want to see you get hurt.
4: I mean, and I know not it, 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 it,
2: hurt. He's the biggest guy in the ring. <laughs> I know it's cinematic and everything, so that's going to be able to protect him. I'm I'm sure he won't take a couple of bumps, and I guess we kind of got a prelude to how this works. You remember Hogan's last match? It was versus Sting, and this was after he had his back surgery and he couldn't bump anymore, and they didn't bump, and they actually had a good match, but that's also it Hulk Hogan. It versus... wasn't
4: terrible for what it was, yeah.
2: No, but it's also Hulk Hogan versus Sting. They know how to manipulate a crowd. Like They're great at that, both of them. I just don't want to see him wrestle anymore because I'm scared he's going to get hurt. And when it comes to Goldberg, I actually think that that McIntyre match this Sunday is going to be fairly
4: decent. Fair well, it's to Midland. Going to be four minutes of decent, probably. Yeah. If it goes longer than four minutes, all right, then we got a problem. Well, like, we don't believe you. You need more it'll...
2: people. They can get a decent. They can get a decent six minutes. Because the thing about the Saudi match with Goldberg and Taker... They couldn't give him a 30-second fucking it.
3: promo. How are they going to get five minutes in the ring?
4: There's no way in hell. best match was with Brock, and that lasted like two and a half minutes. Do
3: you minutes want to know what's funny? Three spears and a jackhammer. Do you want to know what's really funny? A big part of me thinks Goldberg's going to win this match.
2: I could see that. But There's I mean... nothing I, wrong with that. It's uh, going to be a decent match. I mean, hell, man.
3: The Undertaker I'd rather, paid, match. I'd rather paid Sting than not bump in the ring. That would have been more entertaining than Goldberg looking like okay. a piece of shit with a microphone.
4: But what you hey, also man. have to figure, though, is that Peacock, again, to go back to Chris's point, where it's going to be the first mania on Peacock, it's, me. what, NBC?
3: how
4: many people
1: watch
3: NBC that are under the age of <laughs> <laughs> 50 <laughs> 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 <Keep it forget. laughs> oh. hey hey Markets hey markets vince man. how's it going oh hey vince uh, i didn't, didn't think you'd be calling me uh hey hey what are you doing in uh april here uh for coming up here yeah that's all it fucking takes People forget, man, that Goldberg. If Undertaker you want to put over, if a, you want to put oh, over Peacock, you go Undertaker Sting. I can't do that. Yourself. I can't do that. It's illegal. Okay. It's against my religion.
2: All right. I'm just saying, man. Undertaker and Goldberg was not a bad match until it was, and that's when everybody got concussed and shit. with the hell? But the first five minutes of that match <laughs> weren't horrible. That, that was an yeah. match for what it was. This shit is not gonna go more than five or six minutes. It's gonna be wham bam. Thank you, Mister Officer and will feel fulfilled and satisfied.
4: I mean, it should be, and I'll be fine with that. Like, I, I don't really have a big issue with a four-minute Goldberg match. And regardless of who goes over, because Goldberg and Brock basically had the same match last year at Mania. It's just different opponents. They, they both lasted, like, three to five minutes or whatever fuck it was. It was... They did all their big moves, and the other one didn't fall down, and did their big moves, and then it was over. So there we go. So if we get something similar, I'm fine. If Goldberg wins, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, because like I said, I doubt that there's a lot of like millennials or like hip hip 20-somethings or whatever the fuck you want to call it that are downloading Peacock to watch mm-hmm. NBC sitcom programming. You like so I'm like eh. It it appeals to the correct brand and the demographic.
3: So, obviously, this is a Vince decision. Platt, do you think Vince is getting anything extra out of this decision to have Goldberg come in and (laughs) wrestle at WrestleMania?
4: (laughs) Oh, shit.
3: Should we move on? I was just trying to be as subtle as possible.
4: (laughs) you subtle, were like a jackhammer.
2: you you were about yeah. yeah you were about as subtle as an anvil on top of your head but just just so where this topic came from it was announced last week or i think maybe even this week that sting is going to make his in-ring debut for aew at their next pay-per-view which is in march and it's going to be sting and mini me aka darby Allen, versus like some of of Team Taz in some sort of cinematic match, so that's where the impetus for this topic even came from. We're just gonna totally ignore what Tony said, but uh, th- that's where this topic came from. And I just I love Sting. I don't want to see him wrestle because I'm scared that he's like his his head is gonna fall off his shoulders because he no longer has a neck and he's sixty. He's sixty. Just to keep that in perspective, Taker's
4: in his fifties. Yeah. So was Goldberg, I think. Isn't he like 54? Yeah, but that's a
2: different 54. Yeah, not he's still in
4: about... shape.
2: Yeah, he <clears throat> doesn't have 30 years of getting his ass beaten in the so, ring to him either.
3: I wanna, I wanna do this some. Um, I wanna do the Royal Rumble some service as a fan, and finish this podcast by talking about the promo that Edge cut on Raw. And that, I want to be the final words we have going into the Rumble. Platt, you're shaking your head. Andrew, I hope you watched it. Go ahead, Platt.
2: I mean, that was literally the best thing that happened on Raw. And Edge is phenomenal. It's the reason why Edge is Edge. That was a great promo. It it came from the heart. It didn't sound scripted. It sounded like they just let him go out there and said, hey, you got five, six minutes, you do what you do.
3: Maybe it was. I don't know. It sounded like Edge said, I got five, six minutes, let me do what I do. We say the same thing, yes. We
2: just took, took different routes to get to the same place. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal. And of course it is. It's
4: Edge. I mean, is anybody really surprised? Because Edge and Orton was some of the best stuff they did at the beginning of COVID era. His promos were pretty good, even when it was the empty ring and, like, just screaming at the at the at the camera, so...
3: Are we still getting? Are we,
4: are we, got a good promo? Are we
3: still getting? Are we, are we still getting Edge and Orton? Are we getting Edge and McIntyre? Are we getting Edge and Cena? Are we? Uh, think about that. Would you want to see Edge and Cena again? Yeah. Yeah. I
4: what? Would. I, would. I mean, I would. The, the way I kind of see it is just playing with the strings that are currently yeah. being used. If they don't rush the fiend back for Royal Rumble. And they actually slow roll that for Mania or maybe... Alexa Alexa will probably need someone to champion for her against Orton for the remainder of the storyline. And I could definitely see her trying to spin a my enemy's enemy is my friend type deal with Edge. So if we have Edge and Alexa kind of join forces against Randy because they have a similar enemy and then maybe when the Fiend does come back, maybe the Fiend tries to take things a little too far, and Edge Edge's conscience kicks in and then Edge turns on his alliance and then they get rated RKO back together. Like, I I, I, could, really, I could really dig that kind of angle because Randy's been one of the bigger things about WWE that everybody seems to love and kind of giving him a blow off feud with Edge and then bringing them back together in a marginally logical kind of way, is it, it hits a lot of the right nostalgia buttons. So, I definitely would like to see that as opposed to Cena Edge. God knows whatever number we're on or whatever.
2: So, I would love to see the uh, the end of the trilogy between Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And I, I thought for the longest that's where we were heading, but you talk about the fiend and randy Orton; these melon has been setting each other on fire like how do you blow that off i mean granted we do have two pay-per-views before we get to mania so maybe we can blow it off there and i'm just throwing this out there i, I don't know how we get there but i could see a universe in which we get a mixed tag at mania and edge and his wife versus fiend and alexa bliss i have no idea how we get there but I, I can see that, because I kind of feel like going into Mania, somehow, some way, Alexa and Fiend are going to be some Aww, sort of package deal. In.
3: If we're going to have a mixed uh, tag match, we're going to have AJ and CM Punk in there. Come on, now.
4: And well, plus, we're... I don't think that has to be Mania, because I, I like Mania being the Fiend's resurrection or something like that. And then it could be whatever's after Mania. It could be a, a fucking mixed tag, and then we work into Rated RKO, and then kind of do that type thing but again this that's, that's good shit. Thing. I, I also honestly re- real talk I do like the fact that they found a way to take the fiend away for a little bit because as much as everybody thinks it's a cool concept and loves the entrance and everything the IWC being the, the vocal majority or the vocal minority that we see the majority mm-hmm. of it, it they were starting to turn on the gimmick and the fact that you're taking it away for a little bit and applying it to Alexa, who is not only aesthetically pleasing, but she's a good actress and she hits all the right notes and she can kind of pull off this weird shit pretty well. Like, I I think it's really smart to kind of give space without giving space, you know,
3: since we're talking about Goldberg and sting and we've kind of, you know, branched out from that. I want to bring it back. I want to talk about somebody else that's been around for a long time that has just a different strategy about things, a new strategy, like an old school person that has a new strategy
1: on things. Uh, we're gonna kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're gonna smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're gonna get up. And on the way up, we're gonna bite
2: a kneecap off, all right? And we're gonna stand up and then it's gonna take two more shots to knock us down.
1: All right, and on the way up, we're gonna take your other kneecap and we're gonna get up and then it's gonna take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're gonna take another hunk out of you. before. Before long, where are they going to be the last one standing?
3: That sounds like a wrestler to me.
2: God damn bless you, Detroit fans. Y'all melon Farmers went out and signed Hannibal Lecter as your coach. God bless y'all, man. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Even the Browns have hope at this point in time. What are y'all doing? And y'all about to get rid of Stafford? And you got Hannibal? Oh, my God. Jesus I mean, I,
4: I, I got nice. a legit question, though, since – you, you being the Packers fan, Tony, I know there's there's no love for the Lions, but then again, it hasn't really been a rivalry, so I don't really think you hate them in the last 30 years. Does this make you intrigued? They kind of rooting for the best because they're a bunch of fucking idiots, and then they basically have the knight that says knee, and he's not dead yet, and it's his only a flesh wound, and keep getting up to bite your ankles off? Or are you just waiting to watch the world burn in Detroit?
3: Well... Detroit's going to keep on Detroitin'. The Bears are the Bears. And Minnesota's the kind of team that spends $30 million a year on Kirk Cousins. So you figure it out.
2: I mean, Detroit's been burning for the last 30 years. No disrespect, but...
4: I, yeah. And I ain't I meant even talking about football. Yeah, I wasn't I, yeah, trying I to get political, even marginally. <laughs>
2: I, was, I wasn't being political. I, okay, I was... okay. Right. A
4: little bit. A tiny bit. I, I I don't think it was like a, a a vacation kind of reference where you're talking about hubcaps and t- taking the wrong turn down the wrong street.
2: <laughs> there is no wrong street. They're all the wrong street. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's not a it's not a, it's that not a one up. way. It's a no way.
4: It's a no way. Yes. Just just this is a no just... win situation. So should we try to get
2: out of this, Chris? Yeah, just drive down the road to Southfield, okay? Or Coney Island, you'll be all right. Uh, Mr. Bellas. <laughs> Let the good people know where they can find you, sir.
4: Yep, yep. You can find me on the Twitter at IWC and on the com with impact reviews. New Japan's going to finally have a few few shows that aren't just road to tag bullshit, so I'll be more interested and in probably covering that unless I get concussed or just have no i don't i don't know there might be something that happened or maybe maybe those drafty windows of mine or maybe that wall might crack like platt was saying but you never know so i should be covering them but you know just to tie it all together shit might happen shit might get real you never really know what about you tony
3: yeah you can find me all over everywhere just follow me at pc tony and i really encourage you if you uh if you if you're interested in what the Undertaker was saying on the Joe Rogan podcast, please listen to the conversation I had with Sin Bodie coming up. We're gonna do that on Friday and Saturday. Chair Shot Radio. Check it out, and it's something you're gonna to want to listen to. It's just it's just good stuff. It's 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 such good shit, pal, and it's so topical, and it's a good perspective from a guy who's been in the business for a very, very long time.
2: I second that and I I can't second it harder enough sends a good dude friend of the podcast and a hell of an interview so anytime he opens his mouth you want to listen to it because it's going to be insightful it's going to be educational and it's going to be entertaining he's just that damn good so you guys can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt again make sure you check out P.C. Tunney's interview with Sim Bode, And also go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. I said week in and week out, and I'm going to keep saying it. God damn it. If you enjoy the content that we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure that we keep providing that content that you love so much day in and day out is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and pick up an official Chairshot t-shirt. We're on the PBS side of the game. We We need listeners like you folks we're on the road baby it's the world rumble this is the most fun show of the year we talked about this pre-air enjoy it it's gonna be a hell of a time i'm pretty sure some fuck shit's gonna happen this weekend too so go- tune in to twitter and our twitters to see you know how that all goes down but again we're on the road to wrestlemania we're, motherfuckers are getting vaccinated they're going to be fans and Raymond James things are looking up spring is almost here we got about another month but spring is almost here things are looking up man we're great it's all good it's all well we're on the other side now okay I love you hey guys thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Potters War we'll see you back here next week same plat time same plat channel until then shalom hit it Carly enjoy your weekend folks
3: I love you. (laughs) What the fuck was
4: that?
1: (sighs) Wow. He walked
0: into the park.
2: Thank you, man. I was cutting a promo. You think every Dusty Rose promo was hard times or every Ric Flair promo was spilt liquor?